0: Welcome to Postel's Podcast, where you can learn from our experienced guests and gain new insight on how real estate, your personal security, and living the outdoor lifestyle can strengthen your inner core and bring out the power you need for life. And now here's your host, Mike Postel. Our next guest has had a multifaceted career to the extent that movies are made after men of this caliber. He's a martial artist pro, karate champion, bodyguard, actor, writer, TV personality, special lecturer, and involved with charities. Welcome from Stockholm, Sweden, Mike Spleitz. Almost. Did I almost get that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was close.
0: Splitz. Split. I always mess up. Sorry, folks. For those that are listening, I'm trying to pronounce Mike's last name in Aust- in front. That's a Austrian background. So uh, if you want to let our listeners know exactly how you would say it, that would be great. So no one messes it up.
1: Yeah, it's like Sprite. But in in the beginning, it's a sh. So it's Sprites.
0: Sprites. Sprites. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, my friend. No, no worry. Hey, my last name's is Postel. And... Everybody screws up <laughs> my last name. It's they call, imagine. they say postal and pistol postal. and pastel and.
1: Mike pistol. That's kind of a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good.
0: So, one. so I just tell people I'm the friendlier version of Hostel Hostile, and then you can remember yeah, that. Hostile, hostile. So, so Mike, I really appreciate you coming on. You're nine hours ahead of us, uh, so it's ten o'clock here on the West Coast, California, United States. Mike's <clears> time <throat> is just after seven o'clock. PM in Stockholm, Sweden. So Mike, you have one long storied career, my friend, and it's amazing. You know, as I said, people write movies, uh, excuse me, make movies, produce movies, write books about guys like you. So, and they probably will. You grew up in Stockholm, Sweden. Is that correct? Yeah. As kids? Okay. Great. All right. So, and you mentioned your dad is from Austria. So he, is your mom Swedish? I'm on the Swedish. Okay, so they. Yeah, they my, met... my dad
1: came came to Sweden in um, 1961, and at that time, you know, when they came in, they had some style. You know, they <laughs> came in suits and stuff, and the Swedish guys were like farmers, all of them. So he said it was a good it was a good time to come.
0: Oh, very cool, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Now, are you? uh, Do you have any brothers, sisters? You. uh,
1: Yeah, I got two brothers.
0: Two brothers. Okay. Are they? You kind of in between. You the youngest, oldest. No, I'm the oldest one. Ah, okay. The reason why I ask is because I have three sons, and Mm -hmm. so my youngest, he always wanted to do what the older brothers were doing. So Mm -hmm. I'm getting to how did you get into martial arts? And sometimes it's harder for the older kid to maybe get into that. I, I, I was the older kid of our family, but I kind of had a temperament and a personality and, and, uh, I, I wanted to learn, you know, boxing, karate, martial yeah. arts at a young age and kept going. So anyways, uh, so when exactly, how old were you when you started getting into karate? Which you I was
1: 14 and I had some friends, they started uh, Kung Fu and I, I thought it looked, you know, I, I can knock you out any, yeah, I mean, just tell me, I will <laughs> right? meet. Right. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but then I, I noticed, you know, they knew some, some uh, stunts and I was like, wow, maybe I need to start practicing too. So I started karate instead, kind of a rowdy kid. So my first competition, my first fight, I met this guy who was already in the national team, oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like 16 years old, and I didn't know I didn't know who was in the national team or not. So I, I was going to meet this guy, and my my coach was also in the national team. So he told me, "Look at that mamas boy, just go in there and, and you know kick his ass." And I went in, and you know, like 25 seconds later, it was over. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. So now yeah. for those that are listening, Mike is a big guy, 6'6" two something and he can obviously handle himself. So at 16, how big how were you how, were you 6'6" by then? how tall are you?
1: I was 6'6" but I looked like this. Yeah,
0: string bean. You know, uh-huh.
1: A str- yeah. A, pole. a man with one, one dimension, just length.
0: Wow, so 16, so long yeah. reach, long reach arm-wise and leg-wise. Yeah.
1: Wow! So-, so I got I got so beat up, and I thought, Jesus Christ, this guy—you know—he was fast and he was good, and that got me going. And I, I thought, you know, I need to practice. Mm-hmm. And then I had this super, super skilled uh, uh, teacher sensei, a Swedish guy, but he was fantastic. And then um, I competed for them a couple of years, and then I moved to another. Um, dojo and that's when it all took off i got into the national team and um, yeah
0: i'm sorry how old were you when you made the national team uh 20 wow awesome very Uh, cool and then that was cool so you were on the national team when did you become so i think it was twice you became the swedish national karate champion is that correct yeah and so when was the first time
1: I don't remember the first time. I remember the last time. Yeah. That was 2010. right? Not, <laughs> and too, I was, not too long ago. No, no. I was 46 years old at a time. Wow.
0: And how, so, how old was your opponent? I don't know. 25 maybe. Yeah, the reason why I ask is for those that have trained, those have been in fights, those have done real deal stuff, think about a guy in his 40s, 46, fighting some dude in his 20s. So yeah. anyone that's not experienced in martial arts or fought or whatever, that's fine, but I'm sure you've watched a UFC or a cage fight and they're usually young guys that are, that have a lot of cardio that are strong and fast. And my, yeah, ones, that's but awesome. But you know, the
1: thing, the thing was I, I did a, you know, I, I, um, I had a character in a film, uh, that was, I, they called me the, the killing machine <laughs> and that was on, on, on that um you know note that I came into the competition. So uh everyone was expecting you know the killing machine and the guy who was gonna meet me a 25 year old were like holy shit. You know like this <laughs> I had a lot of, of uh, a big advantage. Right. But it was yeah but it was good.
0: Well you definitely had the mindset too. So I mean yeah your, your mindset is I'm gonna destroy you. So Um, you have a gnarly mindset, Mike. So that that's and that's great. That's awesome. I love the mindset. So, so you did. So you're on the national team. Um, when becoming a bodyguard, executive protection, did that come about before becoming an actor, vice versa, at the same time, integrated?
1: No, it was actually. um, Let's see. The first time I I got you know noticed in, in uh, you know, press wise, mm-hmm. you know, in a newspaper or something uh, about my, my uh, protection thing was, I think it was when I had Tommy Lee, when he was in Stockholm.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, was that, and so I that was, that when was, he was, the was first I'm sorry. Was that when Tommy no. Lee was doing his, his kind of techno thing by himself, separated from the band Motley Crue?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: but then they they said uh, uh, now he's in safe hands, blah blah, and then it referred to my my character in the film. Uh, I don't, I, I'm bad at years. I don't know what year it was, but mm-hmm. um, I think that was the first time. But then I got contacted. I, I didn't go with any, you know, a company or something. You know, they they got a hold of me and I, I worked. So.
0: Well, I, and I'm look, thank you. I'm looking at, at, at the notes you provided. Again, thank you for that. It, I have three different security companies here, and you were the head of, uh, I don't want to butcher the names, but Cafe Opera and Rish. And yeah. Stuc- uh, anyway, so there's three different companies there. So I guess you, you ran three different companies for a while, right?
1: No, there was actually one company. There's t- uh, three different nightclubs. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are nightclubs. Yeah. My bad. So it was me and, and two friends who had a company, and we ran those, uh, three places and then some small restaurants. Okay, cool. So in Stockholm, we have a coat room, you know, if you come to a restaurant, there's always a coat room. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, uh, let's say at Rish, this place, maybe you had like 2000 visitors every night. Wow. And yeah. And everyone had to pay two bucks, you know, to, to hang the coats in mm-hmm. and, you know, Adds up. Daughter, my daughter.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting a good take on that.
1: Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was did good you, and that was long ago.
0: Yeah. Were there, and and when I ask questions, um, if if they delve too personal, just cut me off, whatever. But I'm gonna ask questions oh, wow. because people that are listening are gonna go, Wow, really cool what Mike's done. I'm thinking of doing that, or how did Mike do that? And so maybe it helps them speed up the process. That's one yeah. of the reasons why I started this podcast is to give back and and help people listen to experts like yourself, so they can possibly glean some information and maybe it makes them a little makes it a little easier for them what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, were there any issues while you were doing the door work, security work for those places, or did you were you able to just use your experience, your mouth, your communication skills?
1: No, there was a lot. Of, no, there was a lot of of you know drunk idiots coming up and, and, you know, no, I want to come in. No, you're, you you can not you know, and we had some, some hustle, mm-hmm. but it was okay.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Very Except cool. for one, we had a big tragedy. Uh, this place called the studio company yet, there was a, 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 shootout, uh, three guys came over and they, they took out like an AR 15 and they shot, I don't know, three or four people. Killed uh, three or four people and, and there was a lot of people that was injured and so that was a big big drama
0: wow were you working but
1: other than that 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 was kind of a change in Stockholm after that we had a big gangster war here and and whole, all hell broke loose you know mm-hmm. before that it was like super quiet and at the most maybe you you punch someone in the face but after that you know it started to go. Started to go south. Right. People got pretty ruthless, and it was it was a bad time.
0: Mm. And so, were you working that night that that incident happened? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
1: I wasn't working at that place. I was working at Rich.
0: Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Were Were any of your friends that were working get injured? They were They were okay, or?
1: Yeah, they were They were hired by our company, so one of them. He was actually a, uh, a good friend of mine's older brother, and he got killed. Uh, yeah, and then a, a friend of mine who was working with me in the coat room, his girlfriend was killed. Oh, geez. Yeah, so it was a, a, that was tragic.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry. About so yeah, the bodyguard work, private security at clubs. And then you started, uh, and then maybe you got noticed more. And, and what was that spark or what was that break for you that got you into being an actor?
1: Um, I was working at the police academy at at uh, one time as, um, you know, behavioral. Uh, uh, we tried to get them to, to communicate instead of just, you know, coming in like this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like a communicative, uh, conflict treatment kind of thing. Right. And then a policeman who's a friend of mine, he said, you know, are you interested in filming? And I, I did some extra stuff before that. And I said, yeah, what's it about? And he said, Oh, I got a friend who who's, um, auditioning people. So here's a number and I said, okay. So I called her and I did the audition. And then one day I was I was downtown. I, I remember I was in a store with a friend and I got a phone call. And they said, you got the role. And I told my friend, you know, I, I got the role. And he's like, what? Hmm. And I didn't know then. At the time, it was for the girl with the dragon tattoo. And so, yeah, I got it. And at that time, you know, when I when I knew I, I was going to get it, I started lifting weights. I was up at 300 pounds because I was going to be like, um, uh, he was a giant. And he couldn't feel any pain.
0: Wow. six, six 300 people. That's a big yeah. dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so I got to watch that movie again. That was a pretty trippy dark movie. That was a, yeah, that was a,
1: it's a, it's a trilogy. And, um, my character pops up in um in the second um uh episode okay and yeah he's got this um would that be disease the that... sorry go ahead
0: no so what, was what, that? what would that be the girl that kicked the hornet's nest or the girl who played with fire uh
1: man uh man that hates women it's uh, the first one. Okay. And then, the, um, <laughs> you see too many punches to have, head. No, remember.
0: no worries. You have an illustrious oh. career, my friend. There's like so much yeah. to talk about. So I'm trying to condense yeah. your life in, you know, so many minutes anyways. So, I mean, you and I could talk for hours. Um, oh. uh, men that hates women, boy, you could never hear that nowadays, uh, no. with all the wokeness. And, and I mean that in a positive light. Um, Gee, so and for those listening, when I'm speaking to Mike here, if you've ever seen the movie with Lean Harrison, Lean Harrison, Lean Nelson, excuse me, Lean, Lean Harrison, no, Liam Nelson, Nelson. Uh, Neeson. Gee, good lord, sorry. We <coughs> start over again. Anyways, that guy with Taken. I'm talking to that kind of dude, and the one guy that I really uh, we talked about this in the past, Mike, is the movie Leon, the Bot, the Professional.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: so now I'm going to kind of get to your family. Um, if anyone has seen the 1994 movie Leon, which has Natalie Portman as a little kid, little girl, and I forget that French actor's name, but um, also um, Gary Oldman. Sandra Noah. Okay. Thank you. And Gary Oldman was yeah. in it. It's a, it's, if you love action and fighting and bullets and bombs and all that, it's, it's a <laughs> badass movie. I love it. So, anyways, that movie. Rings big time of Mike and Mike totally. And where I'm going with that is because when I first met Mike, he was here living in the United States for some time and he would always come into the same gym that we trained at called the Tomaselli Academy. And when I first saw Mike, I see this big guy just beating the crap out of these bags, and I'm like, Who's that guy? And Tomaselli's like, Oh, that's you don't know who Mike is? I'm like, no, who is that guy? And so he told me, I'm like, oh, wow, I need to meet (laughs) Mike. And uh, But the, the, the really cool thing is he would bring his young daughter in. And as a father of, again, three kids who really loves to see kids do well and grow up to be good humans, Mike would always bring his daughter with him. And make sure she was happy and taken care of and either doing her homework or being preoccupied before he would start training. And I just love to see your interaction, Mike, with your daughter. It was really, it was a special moment. It was really cool to see. So that, you're welcome. So that's why I bring up the movie Leon or, or the professional Mm -hmm. because it just for certain reasons reminds me, you know, your real life of that movie, but obviously a different spin with that movie. Yeah. Um, so and no so you're back in Stockholm, Sweden where you grew up and your and I'm a, your daughter back with you
1: there. Yeah, she came I came here in uh, February 1st and she came July 16th.
0: Okay. So. Uh,
1: so we were apart for 4 months and that was terrible. Mm. My god. You know, we talked every day a couple of times a day, but you know the feeling when she got back. Wow,
0: a lot of joy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a big moment
0: that well, that's hard to see your daughter every day and then absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, that was terrible. I yeah, that would be really hard for me. That that would be yeah. tough and correct my correct me if I'm wrong, but you have an older daughter as well.
1: Yeah, okay. She's 25 <laughs>
0: and does she live in Sweden? She lives here too. Oh, yeah. okay. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. And so, um, and I believe currently you have a girlfriend and you guys live together in, in Stockholm.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. It, she's it, got two kids too. And her, she's got two sons oh. and the younger son and my daughter, they're, they're good friends. So she calls me, his name is Jackson. Uh. So she calls me and said, is, is Jackson home? And I'm like, yeah, he's
0: home. Okay, I'll come over. Uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, that's cool. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. Hey, there's nothing better than family. So, um, no, you know. It's we, we, all that matters. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I'm i reading your bio here, and I, I, backing up a bit back in the day, you went, you know, I, I see you had a stint in the military. Is that correct? Um, you had some military training. Is that correct? Or yeah, or... but that's
1: that's mandatory. It in, in, was at that time.
0: At that time, okay.
1: Yeah, so everyone had to do it, and I, I, um, I wanted to be a ranger. Mm-hmm. But I, I, uh, since I, I was competing and I was on my way into the national team, or at least that was my goal. Uh, I wanted to be close to Stockholm. Mm. So yeah. But that was mandatory at the time. And I I did my seven and a half month and, you know, and you're done a big thing. I I think it was good. It would have been a good thing now with all these, you know, these guys that come, come in from, you know, immigrants, Mm -hmm. they have a different culture and, you know, they, they get a more, um, some kind of structure in their life. I Mm -hmm. think that's good for everyone. So, the, to me, the military was was good, actually.
0: Right. Well, there's, there's something to be said if you go in the military for, obviously, discipline, structure, being humble, uh, a lot of things. But uh, very cool. Yeah. I also see that you went to culinary school. Yeah. So, everybody, not only is he a badass and an actor and this <laughs> famous guy, but he's... Kind of a chef too. Uh, culinary school—that's <laughs> well, awesome. So, yeah. it, so who cooks at night, or who does the cooking? Is it you or your girlfriend?
1: You know, I'm so fed up with my, you know, I, how I season things. <laughs> so when she cooks, whatever she does, it's so good. I'm like,
0: thank you. Oh, <laughs> very and cool. She has,
1: you know, I'm I'm vegetarian, so she has a, a lentil casserole. Ooh die for really yeah, Ooh,
0: yeah i gotta it's... get that from you i because I, I, I don't know if you know but the last two years i had adult onset migraines and so uh, i don't who knows where they came from but anyways a lot of speculation but i there was one period mike uh for three months i had a i had a migraine every day mm-hmm. it, it was brutal you want to talk about like boom um yeah. it I would rather have you, Mike, choke me out, kick me, knock me out, whatever. It was, it was. They they were brutal. And for those that suffer from migraines, you know what I'm going through. But so I've been able to get it under control. But I had to finally retire from sparring. Obviously, I don't do that anymore. But I still do my martial arts and train. But uh, to keep the rust off. But I have to be careful because I have these gnarly migraines. And so where I'm getting at with this is I'm I'm playing around with. Cutting out my meat in my diet, it, I don't know if it's affecting my migraines because I have certain brain things go on. So, I'm trying to be more of a vegetarian, like you just mentioned. And so, when you said the lentil casserole, I was like, interesting, because I'm trying to find all these ways to now eat. You know, like you can't just yeah. pull up to a taco shop or a hamburger joint or have a have a pizza slice of pea. I can't do it anymore. I have to like really. Be well, you, you
1: can actually do it, you know, and especially in California. When I lived in, in Costa Mesa, mm-hmm. there was a place called Nice Guys, and it was like a nice guys. hamburger stand. Mm-hmm. And they had everything in there was vegan. Oh. They had chicken, yeah, they had chicken burgers and chicken sticks and different kind of hamburgers, uh, bacon, cheese, whatever, but it was all vegan. Interesting. The cheese was made out of cashew nuts, and the bacon was made out of coconut, so... It's not that hard. It used to be hard, but now it's it's a piece of cake.
0: Well, I, I started four years ago a gluten-free diet because I had to. I tested positive for the celiac gene. So I had to go this gluten thing, uh, non-gluten, mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing it because it was a fad or, hey, I'm non-gluten, everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I had to. And so, yeah, four years ago, I was so angry because there was not a lot of places to. But you're right. Nowadays, there's a lot of non-dairy gluten-free vegan type places to eat and for those listening i'm not on some horse trip here um you know (laughs) you want to pound down a big ribeye i love ribeyes so go ahead how about it big chicken thing do your thing but uh as you get older in life you know things change and we're like used vehicles Mm -hmm. used cars and you got to tweak things so i don't know it's not about me. It's about you, but you just, it's interesting when you bring that up. So I didn't know you were a vegetarian. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah. But I, I tried for six months when I was in California to go full vegan. Mm-hmm. And it was such a big difference. You know, my, uh, my stamina just, when I was done, uh, you know, with my workout, I sat down and I thought, Jesus, did I miss anything? Cause I wasn't tired. Really? Yeah. And I told Tommy at the gym, Mm-hmm. It was a big, big difference. And and just from going from vegetarian to vegan, but my daughter, and she loves baking. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop the vegan thing because, you know, dad, let's make some cookies. And I, I couldn't eat it. And, you know, it's, it's not working. So Yeah,
0: it, it, absolutely. It's hard, especially when a lot of your family members are just eating whatever it, it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I find that oh. myself i find it hard it's difficult especially you know during the holidays at least here in the united states where we have thanksgiving and christmas and holiday type parties it's uh yeah. it's hard but that that's interesting so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep trying that to see how my stamina is um but for some reason it seems like i'm not having as bad migraines i don't know what so if there's a doctor listening that's <laughs> let me know but uh, yeah, very. Look close. at the
1: gladiators. You know uh, the Roman gladiators. Yes, they were all vegan. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Look at and that, everybody. Brothers, See,
0: you learn every day.
1: <laughs> the UFC guys, that um, Nick. Uh, what's the other one called? Yeah, the Diaz brothers.
0: The Diaz brothers, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, they're they're both
0: Nick vegan. and Nate.
1: Nick and Nate, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They're vegetarian.
1: Oh, they're vegan.
0: Oh, vegan. Excuse me. Yeah. All right. I'm sure people are listening, going, get it right, Postal. It's vegan, vegetarian. <laughs> ah. Okay, yeah. whatever. I'm trying. It's not the biggest
1: difference. It's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Cool. That's interesting. Did not know that. Um. Yeah. So anyways, I'm trying to do that trip. So gosh, maybe you can, maybe, I don't know if it's a secret, but if you're, Girlfriend's willing to part that recipe. I would love to try it out. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't just drive over and see you. You're a little. You know, we're kind of far apart. That's
1: not around the corner. <laughs>
0: no, you're <laughs> you're definitely not around the corner. In fact, this is the long. Everybody, this is the longest connection. I because I do my podcasts or episodes remotely, and so again, Mike, Stockholm, Sweden. I'm here in Newport Beach, California, USA. So uh, quite a distance yeah. there. So, Mike, do you have? Because we kind of miss you at the gym. Do you have plans to come back to the U.S. anytime or any projects coming on? Or
1: Yeah, I've got projects coming on. I just started um, this week, this Monday. I, I got contacted by, by the Swedish government uh, to advise them about this uh, gang-related violence that's, you know, it's a big problem now in Sweden. Yeah. So I'm going back now, in, in not this Monday, but the next one, and to meet the financial department too, uh, and see what we can do. Okay. That's my. It's it's like my purpose, except for my kids, to make these all these young boys feel good again and, and feel good about themselves and the stuff they do. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a calling I have.
0: When you say young boys, are these young kids, young boys that are getting into trouble you yeah. know, out in the streets and doing things?
1: Yeah, yeah I, and, and it's all gang-related. You know, I was working at the uh, juvenile uh, detention, detention center. center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there were some guys there that, you know, 16, 17 years old, uh, that was in for murder, but they they were just, you know, kids. I was set aside by parents and no positive male role model, and that's what we talk about. Yeah, or, or I talk talk about when I was in in the government too. So, and that's to me, that's a big honor. You know, when they called me, I I thought it was a friend who was, you know, screwing me. <laughs> you know, I was like, I right, stop it. You know, right. what do you mean?
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. That's, uh, yeah, thank you. that's amazing, Mike, that you're, you know, basically the head people of your country are contacting you for help. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, cool. that's, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if yeah. you say congratulations, but I guess you would. So, um, yeah, yeah I think so.
1: so. Even if they're, they're not, they're not from my, you know, we don't have the same political views yes. on things, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a, a big social problem now in sweden people get shot once a week you know they kill someone and for sweden that's a lot wow you know, if you're downtown l.a maybe it's not a big deal but here we're not <laughs> yeah. used to it
0: yeah unfortunately uh Kel- yeah cities here in the united states have some serious problems and have for decades yeah. but uh yeah i have noticed that things have ramped up a bit in your in your homeland which is yes, unfortunately, I mean, it's interesting, but it's unfortunate. So that's a big honor uh to be recognized that, that they bring you in. That's awesome.
1: It is. It is. I'm, I'm super grateful. And I was, I was super surprised. And I told my, my daughter and she was like, what? The government called you? And I was like, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Your, uh, your yeah. daughter must, she must levitate because she looks at you as such a, a, a king, you know, or a God. Um, you know as young kids do and i mean that positive like you know the the you can see the sparkle or the gleam in a kid, young kids eyes when they really appreciate you or love you and at least for me as a father i try to do everything best uh to help out my boys to make sure they they become good men and I, i've told you how i was DOA in a car crash and came back when i was young yeah and i firmly believe i was brought back to eventually raise three boys to become good men and if people out there think that's corny well you haven't gotten walked in my shoes so i don't care no,
1: but that's that's my purpose and probably yours too yeah you know to be um, a present positive male role model i got a saying here you know the boys they become a, a copy of the dad And the girls find a guy who's a copy of their dad.
0: Mm. So
1: something like that. No, I I like that. I don't know if I told you about this before, but you know, there was a time when I was living in in California, I didn't have any job. I was more or less homeless, you know, with my daughter, I was still, I didn't have to sleep in parks and stuff, but I was sleeping in a garage and, and, uh, me and my daughter went to, uh, to uh, Rav's to buy some food, mm-hmm. and my cards bounced, mm. and I didn't have any money. And I was like, my God, what am I going to do? I can't even support my own kid. And I didn't feel that good. And then um, uh, I just had to tell her, you know, my cards bounced, so let's head home. And she's like, Daddy, don't we have any food? I,
0: Oof, that's
1: I tough. will fix it. Right. Yeah, I'll fix it. Don't worry. And on my way home, I got a phone call. And it's a friend of mine who's working executive protection too. And he said, how are you doing? I said, yeah, not very good. My, my card's bounced and, you know, I haven't got anything to do. So he asked me, do you want some extra job? And I said, sure. So I got a, 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 a good job. And then he asked me, do you want me to send you some money, like sell, uh, sell me some money? And I said, sure, like 200 bucks, no problem. So he sent me 200 bucks and I told my daughter, okay, baby, let's go back to, to Ralph's. She's like, but you don't have any money. And I said, no, I have. And she looked at me and I'll, I'll never forget that face. You know, she was like, wow, who are you? Uh,
0: <laughs> magic man. You got
1: money just like that. Right. Yeah, so that was cool.
0: Ah, well, God bless those people that helped you out, you know, and had your back. That's yeah. amazing.
1: Um, it happened a couple of times. Um, I had to extend my visa, and that was at the gym where I met, you know, the most meaningful uh, conversations I had. I had it at the gym. Those people, you know, and I, I'll be forever grateful. I needed to extend my visa. I was run down. I was tired. I was sad. A lot of things happened and I started crying and this guy comes up and he said, why are you sad? And I said, I need to extend my visa and, and this sucks. I need to go back to Sweden. And he gave me 2000, you know, just like that. And I was like, what? And he said, this is a paid forward thing. Mm. So you don't have to pay me, give it to someone else. mm mm-hmm. So, I mean, not many people think of California in that way, you know, there's a lot of narcissistic behavior and, you know, everything is for me.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Outstanding. I love those stories. Um, (laughs) Yeah. My wife and I, we try to help as many people as possible. You know, there's so much, look, life, there are no guarantees in life, you know? So appreciate what you have or, you know, appreciate what you're trying to get work hard towards it and definitely appreciate those that give you any help. Right. So, and then paving it forward, that that's awesome. So I'm obviously, well, wow, yeah, there's some really there's some really good people at that gym. Um, and it is some interesting is. stories to talk to, especially if you get on conversations with Tommy, Tommy Wish. How you doing, brother? Or, or Mike, or, or Morgan, Mike or Thomaselli, or Morgan. Or Gary, or... Yeah. Oh, you ever talked to Kenny, Ken Smith? Yeah. The yeah. gentle, <laughs> the gentle juggernaut. Kenny, gentle love giant. you, bro. I mean, my God, that guy. You look at him, and you just think he's some personal trainer, you know, Viking-looking guy. He's yeah. he's super brilliant. P- plays piano, super smart. I mean, super smart, savvy guy. But he's this gnarly dude he's, that'll he's get got a
1: heart, He's got a heart this big, you know. Absolutely. There, yes. there was a, an actress coming over. She was going to do some um, uh, fight coordination things, and I, I, she wanted me to, to look at it. And Kenny came over and, and said, I can help you out, and, and did a beautiful thing and you know he said no it's okay i don't i don't want any money it's okay you know just he's big heart the people i met there was fantastic
0: mhm so fantastic. if pe- people are wondering this is the Tomaselli academy at the time it was in costa mesa off harbor boulevard in between wilson and uh, oh, good lord Santa isabel so uh, now he's in santa ana off main etc anyways um that's where Mike and I were training and a lot of good dudes and li- gals would come in and train. And it's it's not just one particular style. I mean, you I mean, you had people like Marco, Huas there teaching his version of Muay Thai. You had Dave Jansen, OC Muay Thai, you know, guys like you, Mike, were coming in famous fighters, uh, you know, Mike Tomaselli with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And then he's obviously very good stand up, too. He got his black belt through under Marcos, yeah. Joe Moreira was there. Uh, you know, there's some serious people that were coming in there. And then a lot of yeah, young dudes what... that people don't know that know how to bang. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, and still a great place. So um, I, I'm thankful for that place, Mike, because I was able to meet you and, uh, yeah. you know, people like you. People, Likewise. Yeah. So you're uh, an older, wiser man. What you, You've got things working with the government uh, are there any other things you have in store? Or I
1: haven't started yet with the government, but hopefully it will. And uh, you know, he initiated another meeting, so that's a good sign.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm always, you know, on the go for something. I'm not a, a nine to five kind of guy, so I meet people and we do some some stuff, and you know. It works out. I'm not super wealthy. I'm not even wealthy, but I survive and I have a pretty good life, I think.
0: Yes. Very good. I, I've,
1: you know, the, I've, I've been working with people that, you know, they're, they got shit loads of money, but money doesn't equal happiness. So then why chase it down like that?
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: Absolutely. I, I, when, I, when I was living with my daughter at that you know, at that time, uh, I was I was living indoors at the same house, but we went out to the garage, me and my daughter, and she said, Daddy, do you remember when we were back in the States when, when we went out in the garage and took uh, Amazon boxes and made a dollhouse out of it? And I was like, oh, my God, it felt like a knife, you know, mm. straight in my heart. And I said, yeah, I remember it, but now we got money enough to buy a dollhouse anyway. And she looked at me, it's like, no, that was a good, that was a good, you know, thing. It was you and me and we did wallpapers out of, you know, paper and, and it was, it was
0: nice. Wow. Well, your daughter- you know, a- I didn't
1: spend, spend 10 cents, you know, and, but she remembers it as a good thing. And I felt super bad. I was like, oh my God. She remembers, oh wow, that's not good. But to her it was a good experience. Uh And I remember my dad when he had he had restaurants and stuff. So he he was he he was well off. He had a lot not a lot of money, but he had money. But I remember what I remember the best what when he was delivering batteries in a truck and I was going with him for a day. That was in my dad's truck, you know. That was like wow my dad is driving a truck and he's delivering batteries to people that was a big thing Mm -hmm. i didn't you know when we lived in a big house and he he had two cars and he gave me a motorcycle and blah 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 that was nothing compared to hanging out with him you know spending time with my dad
0: well that goes back to what i was mentioning earlier how kids are so impressionable that they look to their parents like you're a queen or a king or you know a god Hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, in this scenario, they are. So, but yes, ho- absolutely. Yeah. And that's why parents, you know, they, they talk about how you don't need parents. Really? You do need parents. Kids need parents. Of they course. need the, the kids need discipline. And hopefully the parents have their heads screwed on properly that can provide that discipline in a good structure. And then, yeah, include them in daily activities like your dad taking you around to all his customers. That's amazing. That's showing life skills. That's showing what your dad's doing in a positive light. And and, and then you creating a dollhouse out of... You guys hear what Mike said? He had no money, zero dinero. (laughs) And he created a dollhouse for his daughter out of cardboard. If that doesn't hit you in the heart, you need to dunk yourself in a cold ice bath and wake the F back up. (laughs) That's... Mike... (sighs) That I mean, I, when you first told me that, I was like in tears. That was, that was a big thing to me. That, that's amazing, Mike. Yeah, and and the, the, your daughter has like an old, we say in the United States, like an old soul. And that's a positive. She's got an old soul. She's got such yeah. a genuine quality old soul, which, again, yeah. as I was talking earlier when she was in the gym, most kids can't sit there patiently and watch their dad train, you know, while, and do homework or whatever else. So your daughter was on it, man. She had things locked down. Yeah. And, but,
1: well, you know, I always spent time with her. I, I took her, uh, you know, time with her instead of working, which didn't fall, fall out well, you know, with my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I wanted to spend time with her and that's what I did. You know, I, she hung out with me and my friends and I didn't do stuff that I, I couldn't show her which, you know, I don't drink, I don't do any drugs, nothing. And, mm-hmm. you know, she can always be with me. So very cool. Transparent to her.
0: And it shows Mike, you have a yeah, outstanding daughter. Um, I, I can't speak for your other daughter. I've never met her. I know she's older. She lives in Sweden and God bless her. Hopefully she's doing okay. But um, all I can go from is, you know, from seeing you with your younger daughter. So very cool. Well, uh, Mike, I, I really appreciate your time. It's been an honor to speak to you. I can, every, every, again, I suggest everybody listen to this episode, maybe listen to it again, and appreciate the humility, the, the spirit that Mike has, his mindset, and the goals he's achieved and what he's continuing to do in life. And also help with his daughter, his girlfriend, etc. So, Mike, again, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. And hopefully you, someday Mike. you can come here back to the United States. We'd love to see you again.
1: Yeah, I will come back. My daughter is more or less forcing me. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, going to come back.
0: Cool. Well, well, we'll have a big welcoming party for you.
1: <laughs> thank you, Mike.
0: Well, Mike, have a great weekend. Take care. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend. And thank you again. You too, man. Thank you. Bye. Thank you Bye. for listening to Postal's Podcast. We hope you gained new insights on managing life through knowledge about real estate, your personal safety, and living the outdoor lifestyle. Join us next time, so please like and subscribe to the Postals Podcast. Stay safe and power up.